Welcome to Casual BCH, a podcast about Bitcoin Cash and Smart BCH, where sometimes we go off the rails and talk about everything crypto. I go by the handle Sayoshi Nakamario and created the website HelpMe.Cash. And I'm the girlfriend. Don't tell the wife. (laughs) Hey, we're going to expand on the basics of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. So in the last episode, we went over Bitcoin... Bitcoin Cash, Smart BCH. Bit of the split. Bit of the split. Um, and then some of the stuff on Smart BCH. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of stuff we avoided. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we could maybe go into a little bit on a little more of the technicals of Bitcoin, which is both BTC and BCH. Okay. Going off from that, I think one of the first questions people would have is, what is a blockchain? Because we never really went over it at all. Although mm-hmm. I believe you mentioned a little bit about it, saying how it's permanent storage and it never goes away. And... Yes, it's all whatever you put on. It's how everybody says. If you put a picture on the internet or you send it to somebody else, it's you know no longer yours. It's out there forever, but it's not really. But when it comes to the blockchain, it is really. It, yeah, it is really. <laughs> it's all public. It's all yeah. out there. So, in a non-technical sense, the way I like to think about it is that. The blockchain is a network of truth. Okay. So that's taking how the miners work to secure the system and how they add data to the system. Basically boils down to it's truth. Why is it truth? Because before cryptocurrency existed, before Bitcoin existed, you couldn't really, there, there was nothing unique on the internet. If somebody had a picture of something, you could copy and paste it a million times and mm-hmm. all those pictures were the same. Now, nothing was scarce because it, there was no way to enforce something being unique. So before Bitcoin, everything was copyable. and Everything still is. Everything still is, yes. <laughs> so that's kind of all. <laughs> the difference, though, is... You can show proof, an actual proof of where something came from in the very first time it came. Yes. So you could have something that's considered unique before crypto, before Bitcoin, um, but it would need somebody to be in control of that. Mm-hmm. So if you had somebody with a, a, a video game before Bitcoin, you could have the sword of a thousand truths mm-hmm. on your video game character, and you're the only person in that game that has it. So that's you could say that's unique, because mm-hmm. only one exists in the game, and you're the person that has it, but the game company controls the server that controls that. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are enforcing that it's unique. They have the power to make more if they want. They -hmm. have the power to delete it if they want. You're trusting them not to do any of that, which comes down to trusting humans, Mm -hmm. basically. And that company can go under, that game could shut down, the servers could all die. For a long-term value proposition, that doesn't work. Okay. Because you don't want to invest money into something and not have it be enforceable the rules for whatever it is so so you're saying because the blockchain crypto in general is code based it's enforceable so therefore you can put money into it and trust it you can put money into it and trust it because of the way that the miners add data to the blockchain Mm -hmm. and how the blockchain is distributed no single person has control of it okay but the whole being unique thing isn't necessarily because you have a sort of thousand truths, but can't I just create my own sort of thousand truths? On a different blockchain, you mean? Yeah. You can make multiple blockchains. Or even blockchains, on the same yeah. one. No, you can't make it again on the same one. Why not? 
it comes down to code. <laughs> <laughs> so, can't I just create another sort copy, of another sort? So, in blockchain, you technically can, yes, but that causes this whole other host of issues to happen. So, I, I, I think we just we have to get into the technicals. Okay. <laughs> so, a blockchain is a series of blocks. Wow. <laughs> so, we're playing Lego. We're playing Lego. Okay. So, it's a series of blocks. So, it's a series of blocks. The nitty-gritty of it is that people are sending transactions back and forth. Mm -hmm. I, ha I have a coin. I'm going to send it to you. You have three coins. You're going to send it to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Those are happening all the time. The miners on the network are watching those, but nothing's technically happening yet except them watching it. Okay. Beside that, like in the background, kind of completely unrelated to the transactions flowing back and forth, the miners are trying to solve a math problem. They're just sitting there generating numbers, trying to find this, like, find a specific number that is small enough to solve the math problem. So they're mining diamonds. They're, they're digging through rocks, trying to find the diamonds in the dirt. Okay. Yeah. And how hard it is to find those diamonds and stuff goes up and down. Are you More in sand or are you in stone? <laughs> are, you, yeah, are you in sand or are you in stone? Are you in, uh, what are they called, uh, the stuff in Minecraft at the bottom? Obsidian? Yeah. <laughs> so we, we won't go that in-depth. Um, there's this whole, there's a whole technical side of the mining and how it changes difficulties and it gets harder. And, and stuff it determines the answer. Yeah. Which so. is, they're, they're searching for the Bitcoins to unlock more, to create more. Not to create, but to... Well, they do, they do create them when they find the, find the block. Yeah, up to the maximum. Up to the maximum, yeah. And that's what just the code of the, the network, so. Okay, so transactions happen. You've got one side where everybody is doing the calculations on the back end, and then on the front end, transactions are happening. Yes. So the miners are trying to solve this little math problem. Once they solve the math problem, they find the secret number. Uh, all of the miners around the world are trying to do this at the same time. They're all, they're all working on the same math problem. Mm-hmm. The first miner that solves it uh, announces it to the world to all the other miners, being like they would put their hand in the air, start waving the flag, being like, "Hey, I found it!" You know, bingo. Yeah. <laughs> and once they do that, they look at all the transactions that are happening, that they have had, that they've been watching. Mm -hmm. They take. It's up to them. It can be all of the transactions. It can be some of the transactions. It can be only one transaction. It's totally up to the miner that finds the block. Mm -hmm. Or rather, solve this math problem. And they take those transactions, put it into a block, and send it out to the world. Okay. So all the other miners around the world see that message, can check the math problem, the answer that they found, and verify that yes, it is correct. It follows the rules of the network. This block is valid because of that. So we are going to uh, acknowledge that as in see it and be like, okay, I'm going to now solve the next math problem that's going to be on top of that block. So the new block that's found is going to change the next math problem. Change the answer, you mean? It changes the, the question. Okay. This comes down to how hashing works. Okay. So Bitcoin uses SHA-256 hashing, it's called. So hashing is putting in a number... Uh, it could be numbers and letters. So putting in some sort of 
uh, data. Okay. And it'll pop out the other side of this algorithm, hashed through it, and a jumble of letters and numbers. So I just think of a random password type thing. Okay. So that resulting hash, that random password, look password looking thing, mm-hmm. um, it is always the same for the input. So if you have one, two, three, four, five, six, and you hash it with SHA-256, it'll pop out with some random thing, you know, five, six, J, P, W, or something. If you put in one, two, three, four, five, six, and you put it through SHA-256 again, it'll be the exact same result every time. Okay. If you changed it to one, two, three, four, five, seven, and you put it through SHA-256, the the random jumble of letters that'll come out through the hashing is will be totally different. So it won't be the same as what the one, two, three, four, five, six was. Okay, so are you saying those are the blocks? No. Okay. Um, but those have to do with the answer that the miners are trying to find. Okay. So once they find that, the next math question they need to solve, the block that they found will change the question this math question because of its hash. Okay. So this is kind of like foundational part of the blockchain. Every time the miners find a block, the block itself that they find is going to get hashed in some way, and that hash is going to change the question that they're searching for for the next one. So if you send a transaction, you send a coin to somebody, that gets included into a block, that your transaction is also included in that hash for that block. So you doing the transaction changed what the hash is for it. Okay. If the miners keep building on top of that block, and then say a couple hours pass, so now it's like 11 blocks behind or something, say. If you tried to fraud the network and tried to like steal your coins back, buy a car. And so you get the car and you drive away and you're like, okay, I'm trying to get my coins back. I'm gonna try and do a transaction when I had the coins and send them somewhere else instead. So that happened like an hour ago, two hours ago. That's so I can just pay higher gas and it'll overwrite it so that I can do it first. Not in this case, no. Okay. It's a little different. This is a transaction that's already in a block. It's already occurred. Okay. And it's in past history. So it's cemented in kind of. It's Yeah, it's you've, you've already put like 10 layers of cement over top of it. Okay. And those have dried and they it's like locked down there all right so if you try to spend those coins still you can the problem with that is when you're trying to spend them you're trying to spend them from the address that you had them 10 like 10 blocks ago under Mm -hmm. the letters of concrete so you can do that and try it the problem is when you do that it changes the hash of the block that you spent the coins on so you can't just broadcast your new transaction on the block that all the miners are working on right now at the top of the concrete Mm mm-hmm because every layer of concrete that was added was assuming your transaction was in that block two hours ago. Okay. So every block has to be redone. Okay, so I'd have to sledgehammer it all and start from scratch at the block that I wanted to spend my transactions. Pretty much. So if you bought that- So anybody can do that. Anybody can try it. Yeah, there's there's absolutely nothing stopping people from trying this. Okay. The problem is how much uh, energy and work it requires. So Bitcoin is a, a lot of cryptocurrencies are proof of work blockchains. Mm -hmm. That means that you have to do work to earn the coins on the network. And so for their, for for work for most cryptocurrency will be 
you, you know, you need a strong enough computer to do it. Yeah. So when Bitcoin was first out, uh, it was just running on like a couple laptops and computers type thing. Mm -hmm. So if you were in early enough and you had like an okay computer, you could throw it on the network and become a miner and you're competing with the other people doing it. And so you'd earn blocks, you'd you'd find blocks Mm -hmm. and you get the rewards for those. And then it started advancing. So then it was like, you need a good computer and then all of a sudden you need video cards. And then those got bypassed by specialty hardware, which are called ASICs. Mm-hmm. Advanced something. I don't really actually remember what it's called. <laughs> They're the pickaxe. They're like the bulldozer. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever digs really well. <laughs> Not a bulldozer. <laughs> Not a bulldozer, no. So ASICs, custom hardware. It's like a little, most of them are like little rectangular boxes with a fan on each end. And that's mm-hmm. all it is. Just a couple boards inside just filled with chips that all they do is SHA-256 hashing. And those cost a couple grand each. It's, yeah, they were a couple hundred bucks at the beginning for the early ones. Mm -hmm. But same thing, CPU, video card, ASICs, and now they're in like, you know, however many generations of those. Yeah. So the first couple, first, I don't know, six, seven, eight generations of ASICs, whatever. Whatever we're on now, all those early ones. I guess, so right now, bit mains, I think it's S19s. 19, okay. So we might be on 19 generations. 20 is supposed to come out this month, I think. Okay, there you go. So pretty much all of the ones before those are kind of pointless to mine with because they're so weak compared to the new ones. Mm-hmm. It's just they're constantly getting faster. Constantly a money sink. Constantly a money sink. So if you're trying to dig down that concrete mm-hmm. to change your transaction in history... I just need a couple of those. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, hundred <laughs> <laughs> uh, percent. You you basically have to compete with the existing miners. Okay. So they're ten or eleven blocks. They're ten blocks ahead. Okay. So you want to change your transaction from ten blocks ago. You have to rip away all that concrete, those ten layers, to get down to your block. You then need to redo that math problem on that block without your transaction in it now. Okay that's how you're trying to keep your coins or send them somewhere else and the difficulty of that math problem is the same as what the original block was mm-hmm. so if it took the world's miners to find that block in 10 minutes you're gonna need the same amount of power of the world's miners to redo that block in 10 minutes okay so step number one is you need to get some miners mm-hmm and if you want to find it in the same time, it has to be the same as the world's Bitcoin miners. <laughs> so I can just go online, purchase like 10 of them. Yeah, exactly. There's only a couple <laughs> of them out there, right? So the the Bitcoin miners is a gigantic network. Mm-hmm. Like I think, I don't remember the date, but it was something like 2015 or 16. It was like the most powerful supercomputer out there. Yeah. If you, in terms of supercomputers for like pure hashing power, it's it was beat everything by far. Yeah. So to speed that part up a bit, mm-hmm. you not only need to be able to do everything those miners did in ten minutes, you also have to catch up their ten blocks. Yes. So you're gonna have to do what they did, and then even more because you can't be behind ten blocks and say that's good enough. Yes. So basically, you have to redo the block that had your problem in it and then catch up to the miners Mm -hmm. who are still mining so if you're 10 blocks behind and you're trying to catch up you have to be faster than them to catch up to them but they're still going ahead so you're not going to catch up in 10 blocks you're gonna maybe catch up in 15 
20, 40. But they're also producing blocks at the same time. Yeah, that's what I mean. So okay. if, if you're 10 blocks ahead and they're still going, you have to, if it takes you, so Bitcoin's on average 10 minutes to find a block. Mm -hmm. If it takes you nine minutes to find a block, you're on average faster than them. So you will catch up. Mm -hmm. But it's going to take you much more than 10 blocks to catch up to them because they're still going ahead as well. So wouldn't it be easier for me to just do it so they only did one block and me have double their power or something? Because then I could do it, right? If I if I bought all the miners that I could, yes. super rich person, built an Amazon-style warehouse and just mm -hmm. filled it up, and I had double their power, if they only did two blocks, I could then change it. Because I'd be able to produce it in every five minutes a block, and they took ten minutes, right? In theory, yes. But that would be a lot of money that would be a gigantic amount of money to be able to do that so this is kind of where the the game theory of the network plays into it a bit because yes you could in theory do that you could invest a gigantic amount of money mm -hmm. to be into this mining hardware in order to try and do double spends as they call them to essentially send coins to somewhere in you know to buy something and then once you have the good Mm -hmm. you turn around and double spend it by mining these extra blocks. <clears throat> Sorry, that's not technically correct. I can't actually think what it's called. Oh, you orphan it. So you orphan the chain. So if you're trying to outcompete the miners by producing more blocks than them, mm -hmm. you're trying to orphan the honest miners chain and replace it with yours, which grows larger faster. So yeah, you couldn't really try that, but it's going to cost a stupid amount of money. And once you do it, everybody's going to know because mm -hmm. everybody's watching the chain and they're going to see that an orphan occurred like a new a longer chain overtook what the other miners were doing this is all public everybody mm -hmm. sees it happening people get alerted for stuff like this like instantly type thing so if you do it people will know and they'll know who did it at least which miner did it in terms of like ip addresses and stuff like that mm -hmm. so people aren't going to if you're actively doing it you're basically you know you're committing some sort of fraud. Mm -hmm. You are stealing money back for some reason. People are going to have questions. If this is something that you keep doing, people aren't going to put up with it. Mm -hmm. So they're going to consider you harmful to the network. Because if somebody's running around double spending coins or orphaning chains and stealing money essentially from people, it looks bad on the network. But couldn't the honest miners just ignore my new chain? That's what would happen. So eventually if not right away, the miners are going to start ignoring your blocks because they're going to view you as a hostile entity. So if you're, if you, if you do a transaction and you steal a hundred million dollars from a government or a bank or something in general, game theory wise, even if miners hated that government or hated that bank, that they wouldn't want to support you doing that mm -hmm. because everybody else is going to think, well, if miners are stealing all this money, from certain people, why won't they steal from me? But little me is not a target compared to big government. But it's possible to steal mm -hmm. on the network if this is happening. And that's going to be in people's minds, which means people have less trust in it. Mm -hmm. So miners are incentivized to not let stuff like that happen. They're incentivized to be honest. Mm -hmm. Because if the miners are honest, the network is honest, which means people will have trust in the network. Mm-hmm. And everything being public, everybody can always look and see who's not being honest. And... Exactly. So that circles all the way around to Bitcoin is a network of truth. Okay. 
was a big explanation. That was for a, a small very, sentence. very big roundabout. <laughs> so yeah, essentially, it comes down to it's it's truth, mm-hmm. and the miners aren't gonna want to support anything that isn't supporting the network and committing fraud and stealing coins on the network isn't supporting the network so on a side note Mm -hmm. side question um would that not be a way to attack coins 100 percent. so if like with bitcoin and bitcoin cash being at war all the time Mm -hmm. would it not be easier for bitcoin people to purposely try and do that on the bitcoin cash network to make it fail it would so it's not uh, BTC, BCH specific. This would be like any proof of work cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. So, but I was just using Bitcoin. It's a good example. And Bitcoin Cash because they use the same uh, uh, mining algorithm. Yeah. Yeah. So they are both the SHA two fifty six. So is BSV, mm-hmm. uh, eCash, Bitcoin. Uh, some of them might be. So I, I don't follow them. So <laughs> there's like 300. Some of them thousand. have. I, I know some of them have changed their mining algorithm away from SHA-256. Okay. So that's random side note. That's actually one of the concerns for like quantum computing because SHA-256 is essentially a form of like encryption. You could kind of think of it as, and encryptions get broken. Mm-hmm. The al- the algorithms get broken eventually. So that's one concern. Is once you break SHA-256 all of the coins on Bitcoin are up for grabs. Or like it basically becomes not trusted. Mm-hmm. Um, so the mine or the, the algorithms that control this can be changed. If a better one comes out that's more secure, it can be upgraded to that. Mm. So Bitcoin itself. Bitcoin itself, Bitcoin Cash, any crypto basically. Okay. So So yes, chains can be attacked. Small chains can be attacked by big chains. BTC, I believe, has something like 99% of the hashing power mm-hmm. in the world's wide, worldwide miners right now. Uh, BCH is somewhere around 1%, and somewhere hidden in those percentages is others. Else. Yeah, the other two, SHA-256. The thing with that is that those percentages can change very quickly. If BTC, for some reason, suddenly shut off or just died, all of the mining hash rate wouldn't just stop. They would just go to other stuff. Mm-hmm. As long as it's profitable for them so they could all you know flick of a light switch they could all be on bch they could all be on bsv they could all be on ecash mm-hmm. whatever so the fact that they're 99 is on btc right now isn't it's because it's profitable it, it's because it's profitable yeah so in terms of attacking uh they could 100 percent attack bch and these other ones and it does make sense to do it in some cases so if you are a miner and you really need you don't need but you really want another chain to die because it's stealing your thunder (laughs) stealing your thunder if it is a threat to your income Mm -hmm. so if for some reason you had miners that were a hundred percent btc if btc goes down the miners will die Mm -hmm. it's it's their income they they can't go to the other ones Uh, they can't go to bch they can't go to these other shot 256 chains they would be incentivized to attack BCH and these other ones mm-hmm. uh, because it's affecting, it might affect their income. The problem is there's not really an incentive to do that. So they can do it, but it's just going to be an ideological attack. Okay. It's not going to be a, it's not, it's just a personal opinion at that point. Mm-hmm. So we don't really see this happening because BCH a couple times now has been in some sort of like hash war situation. 
and miners have come from BTC to support it. Mm-hmm. So the hash rate on BCH has climbed above the profitable level. So miners are actually losing money when they were doing this. Okay. So that makes sense when you think about it, because BTC is one economic model. BCH and BTC are different, uh, especially at the economic level. So if BTC did fail, the miners need to go somewhere. Well, okay, there, there's two situations. The BTC miners fail, mm-hmm. or BT, sorry, BTC fails, and the miners don't have anywhere to go. So all of their mining equipment is wasted. Is wasted. Mm-hmm. There are hundreds of millions, if not billions, of hardware miners, like physical mm-hmm. machines, are now doorstops. Yeah. All they do is mine SHA-256. They can't do anything else. Mm-hmm. At that point, you could throw a couple in your house and use them as space heaters. So That's they're not going to pay you back. They're not going to pay you back at that point. They're just going to chug electricity. <laughs> the other option is that there's something else to mine. So if BTC fails, then maybe BCH won't fail mm-hmm. or hasn't failed yet. So they just jump ship and go to the next so one. So they just jump ship and go to the next one. Okay. Whether it's BCH, BSV, whatever. Mm-hmm. As long as it's a... As long as it's a coin they can mine. Yeah. And it has a network behind it. So uh, game theory-wise, miners, even if they hate BCH or they hate BSV or they hate BTC, they want them all to be an option mm-hmm. because it's their income. Yeah. Having more choices is better than fewer choices. Mm-hmm. Whoever's going to give them the race in the end. Yes. So that kind of plays into the, uh, goes into more of the mining game theory. So the miners could attack those coins or another entity could try, like you said, try to get a bunch of miners to attack uh, Bitcoin mm-hmm. or these other networks. I mean, take it from like the government point. Yes. So you could look at a government or a large corporation, you know, say Visa or MasterCard mm-hmm. really doesn't want crypto to take off. They want to kill Bitcoin. Uh, they could spend a ton of money trying to kill it by getting all these miners and then causing havoc and doing these orphans and double spends and all that. But they'd be spending a massive amount of money getting the hardware, a massive amount of money on electricity, mm-hmm. hiring people to manage it all. If they just took that and just started mining Bitcoins... Yeah. They would make money. But at the same time, they're being, their company's being threatened. Like, if you take the master Visa card, you're not Bitcoin specifically, but Bitcoin Cash more so, or other tokens, is be trying to be cash. Mm-hmm. People, I, I mean, I use my credit card every single day. I tap, yada, 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 I use it, blah, 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 because that's all I can use. So if all of a sudden, and cryptocurrency is starting to take that from them, and I can start using cryptocurrency at my local coffee shop to get my coffee every single day. Why would MasterCard and Visa join? Because they're losing money. So if crypto is expanding, they would be losing money, or they might in the future, which is why they might want to attack it. Mm-hmm. So that would make sense. But if you think about it from the other side a little bit, if crypto is going to advance and threaten these companies, it's nowhere near that stage right now. No. That means we're very early still. Mm-hmm. And Visa, MasterCard, they aren't around the world. There are yeah. many There are many places there aren't credit cards. There's many places that aren't banks mm-hmm. at all. So by joining crypto, they would not only be getting in early before the worldwide population gets into it, which is going to be better. You know, that's kind of how a, a, a Ponzi scheme works a little bit or a... A pyramid scheme mm-hmm. where the early people that get in are the ones that benefit the most. Yeah. So by but getting. But you want more people in. So but you, you want more yeah. people in it, yeah. 
So yeah, getting in early to that is always better. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, their their customer base is going to expand to the world rather than just the countries they're in. Yeah. So the existing financial mm-hmm. systems is probably the best, uh, and countries are probably the best uh, people that would want to attack it. Yeah. The problem uh, today is that the network has got so gigantic that it's, it's kind of hard for anybody to do that. Mm. But I thought we were small and early. We are small and early, but the size of the network in terms of the mining power is stupid. We are still stupid. mighty. <laughs> we are small and tiny and mighty. So there's a good video by Andreas Antonopoulos that we can uh, throw in here, which it kind of addresses a lot of the concerns. And I think this is back in like 2018 or so. Okay. Do you have any concerns about a large nation state that has um, interest in just actively destroying Bitcoin to make their own, you know, super rigs and uh, design chips and just throw hundreds of millions or billions of dollars to intentionally disrupt the blockchain. Yeah, I I don't worry about that at all. Um, This cannot be done with Bitcoin anymore. This is something that can only be done with nascent altcoins. Uh, Bitcoin has achieved a a level of computing that uh, no single nation state can uh, can overthrow it through computation alone. Uh, The effort to do so would require a massive covert operation of chip fabrication uh, then the coordinated assault that would give them dominance over the next block for 10 minutes until we kick those bastards off the network, uh, rework the protocol around them, they would be revealed, they would have lost a billion dollars doing this, and all they got to do was one double spend. <laughs> now here's the thing, long before we get to that point, they figure out that if they just let this stuff run, they can actually get some Bitcoin (laughs) as a reward because the incentive structure actually works. And so I'm not worried about that. And and a lot of people are watching the blockchain. And as I said before, what are they going to do? So they take over and they fork the blockchain and they go somewhere, right? They've created an alternative blockchain. Great, what are we going to do? Who's going to join the NSA blockchain? (laughs) Anybody wanna jump on Fedcoin? So we're all going to stay on the old fork. Difficulty will go down. It will get more profitable for the miners who stayed behind. And we'll carry on with our coin, and they can go mine whatever the hell they want on their alternative blockchain. They achieve nothing. They can't make protocol changes. Because, we, as I said, five constituencies in consensus, and it would take a billion dollars to pull the most ridiculous Keystone Cops failure in history. <laughs> Plus, this would actually require government that can do IT. I like that video. It's your IT. <laughs> <laughs> it rings true. What am I? What are we? Twenty twenty one. Yeah. <laughs> chip shortages, big crisis all around. Chip shortages. Oh my mm-hmm. God. Cars and video cards can't be produced. And yada yada yada. So now it's like that was twenty eighteen. Things are getting harder. More people are mining cryptos. More cryptos are out there. And it's like if the government hasn't already done it. They ain't going to be able to do it, kind of thing. Pretty much. The, the ship sailed a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's just Pandora's box was opened. Mm-hmm. So, like, Bitcoin came out. It opened this new idea, this new way way of doing things. So even if they did stamp out Bitcoin, just another one would pop up. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they can't stamp them all down. I mean, it doesn't really make sense, honestly, because at some point, you know, you go back in history, we always advance in the way we use currency. You know, mm-hmm. 
trading goods to using actual a currency owned by a government and yet there's always a, a value to something so again upgrading to crypto now and maybe in you know 100 years 200 years we don't have currencies anymore because you know we're not selfish assholes we have star trek credits exactly yeah replicator i was uh... gonna say i don't need credits i got something that magically makes things in front of me exactly andreas was very pro peer-to-peer currency yeah very pro bitcoin cash uh, roadmap ethos money for the world that changed around 2017 ish his videos are great especially the early ones after the fork happened it started changing Mm -hmm. so you can still check out all his videos but he is very much more not everybody should be using bitcoin a little bit yeah use your credit card not your yeah crypto is meant to sit there it's meant to make you money in 10 24 years it delves into more the lightning stuff as well which we haven't gone into but that's a whole other topic of issues whole yeah whole other topic of issues boils down to it doesn't work yeah. It doesn't work for peer-to-peer currency, um, unless you're okay with centralization. Yeah, and in that case, stick to your government-controlled bank. Pretty much. Uh, so that's another a topic for another video. <laughs> so yeah, I think most of what we talked about, Andreas uh, mentioned in that video. Um, he kind of summed up everything else we said in a much shorter nice fashion. Nice little two-minute, straight to the point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully, we give it a little bit more background, possibly, and <laughs> mostly just be rambling, but. <laughs> So one thing Andreas talks about is the incentive structure, because mm-hmm. miners are actually incentivized. So that's kind of what we touched on about how if uh, MasterCard or Visa wanted to attack the network, they could if they wanted to, but the incentives of Bitcoin, the network, it would be smarter for them just to join it. they make more money in the end. They would make more money in the end. They could attempt to attack the network, get booted off, maybe they succeed once mm-hmm. before they're booted. But at some point, the network's going to reject them and all this money and stuff that they put into it is a waste. Mm-hmm. Just from a logical standpoint, from a business standpoint, it just makes more sense even from a government space, uh, a government's viewpoint or a business viewpoint. It's better to just join the network and make some money. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a business point of view, it's kind of the, you have one person, you don't want to stop the one person. You want two, you want three, you want 10, 400 whether you're a game, you're a clothing company, you're a MasterCard Visa, the more people you have buying or using your product, the more money you're going to make. So if MasterCard Visa can get in with Bitcoin and make it so you can use your Bitcoin rate with your MasterCard, now you're reaching people who... Wouldn't be using you otherwise. Exactly. Yeah. Because, hey, if I all of a sudden a MasterCard, I said, yeah, you can put your crypto in your, and use your Visa card, debit, tap, nice, easy... It's like, okay, I'll switch to you. Yep, exactly. You're offering a service that people want. Even if it's a small number of people at first, it could start growing. Yeah. So you don't want to ignore that user base. I mean, that's happening already. Like, there's a bunch of random companies that are working with Visa and MasterCard, and they mm-hmm. offer reloadable credit cards for crypto. And I mean, crypto.com yeah. is like in the top 20 coins right now, and that's what that is. Mm-hmm. They got their own reward token that's involved with their credit cards. And it's like you unlock different levels based off how much of it you have. Mm-hmm. It's like the whole reward structure of things is changing. People like to be rewarded. Yeah. it's From loot boxes, how that all started. <laughs> and 
two-for-one deals when you go to the grocery store yeah. and everything else is reward points yeah and yeah no, all of that's going to get integrated into e- it so. even if it's complete shit rewards people see hey i'm getting something more for already doing something i'm doing so why not do it exactly so that, that actually flows into a little bit how cryptocurrency is kind of just a ponzi scheme i mean yeah <laughs> you need people to get in so you can make money and- yeah it, it flows into the incentive structure of bitcoin and all cryptos generally is if you're in it you want other people to get into it at, at a base level because mm-hmm. you benefit from it mm-hmm. if there's more people in it there's more demand for the coins if you have coins already your value is going to go up because the demand is going to increase yeah but they would also benefit if they got it they would also benefit because other people haven't got in yet mm-hmm. so you know, it kind of goes back to the pyramid scheme thing where the people at the beginning get get the most benefit. Yeah. That's one of the things that makes it hard to talk about Bitcoin and crypto is a lot of people see that and just view it as a pyramid scheme. Yeah. You're trying to scam me. Yeah. You want me to spend my money so that you make money, but I'm not going to get any benefit from it. Or if I do, I have to put in a lot of work. It's like all those MLM companies. Mm-hmm. You can buy and you give me a hundred dollars and now all of a sudden You'll you get can this run thing your own business and, and the more you sell, the more money you make. And if you get other people in, it's... That's exactly what crypto sounds like to most people. Yeah. Like if you don't understand this stuff at a technical level or economic level, it's like that's that's all it comes across, across as. Mm-hmm. I, I've had this happen to me through multiple different people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> technical people. So I, I'm, I, I've worked IT... I've had multiple IT people just brush it off as a scam, mm-hmm. which blows my mind. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people don't want to look into it. Or yeah, they heard the from Buddy that Buddy lost money because he tried to do some stupid, you know, buy high. No, buy low, sell high. <laughs> <laughs> but he ended up buying high, selling low. I mean, if you're buying high, selling low, you're, you've got some problems. Well, but, but that's the thing. And so one person says, hey, I fucked up. I lost a ton of money. Don't do this. And yes. then the next person does the same thing. And then people are like, oh, obviously, these people are trying to get me and just want me to fuck up so they can take my money. Yes. And to be fair, not everybody cares about financial stuff like this. For sure. So, you know, oh, get into this stock or something. It's like, eh, whatever. But I, I'm but not I, into stocks. Yeah, so. I want to add into a point of it's not about buying and selling. You're not. You, you don't have to be a day trader. You don't have to sit there and try and time the market. There's a whole other ecosystem that's just passive income. Passive income, or just, hey, this is, you know, get to the philosophical side of this is better than fiat money. Yes. This is better than U.S. dollars or whatever. Euro or euro yen. This is. Yeah. The government can't control you and you know you get your hippie shirt on mm-hmm. and your money is your money and yeah so but a lot of people don't get into that they don't care about that so because all most people just see it as the money they spend works so yes. what's the big so why change yeah exactly but then there's a whole inflation side to it which a lot of people are starting to <laughs> notice these which days is, people are starting <laughs> to notice these days and we call those latecomers <laughs> late to the party oh that's what you mean i'm leaving that in (laughs) (laughs) anyway anyway so yeah it's hard to talk to people about this especially when it a lot of it just revolves around potentially making money i think money is kind of just that topic in general that most people don't want to talk about i mean i know religion or (laughs) well not even that it's if you talk to people who 
have a ton of money, it's okay because they have a ton of money and you have a ton of money, so you're in the same. But if you try and talk to like the average person who's like, yeah, they work their normal nine to five job and they've got some savings and it's like you have savings sitting in your bank account doing nothing and you're making nothing on it because banks pay shit. Mm -hmm. Well, hey, I got this awesome idea for you. And they're like, scam, close the door. Pretty much. But at the same time, you don't really want to be responsible for them putting in and then losing. Exactly. So. It's, it's a very touchy subject. Yeah. When all you want to do is be like, here's 5,000 videos from uh, 5,000 different people showing you how to do this. But that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying anything else. If you're interested, <laughs> you don't go watch these videos. That's what, yeah. that's what I'm doing now. <laughs> you're just dangling out the hooks yeah. and seeing what bites. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was very evangelical about it at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I would never shut up about it. I don't. I never shut up about it now. Somebody mentioned this as well, and it kind of rang a lot of truth for me. Was when you first get into crypto or Bitcoin or whatever, it's an interesting thing. So most people I get into it seem to dismiss it the first couple times they hear about it. Oh, whatever, because it's kind of complicated. Mm-hmm. It's it's not just a technical thing. It's money. It's economics. It's but once you start learning about it, it's like oh, this is cool. And then it's like you go down the rabbit hole. And if you jump in, mm-hmm. you jump in. That's I got somebody in recently into smart PCH farming. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I understand this part, but I want to understand this part. It's like, well, you don't need to understand that part. No, but I need to understand this part. And they just keep going and going and going. And you're like, okay, like you're past like 99% of people at this point, And you're like a week in, like, take a breather, calm down. You don't need to know this stuff. Yeah. No, got to know everything. Got to know everything. It's like, okay, well, here's 500 other chains. You might as well go study. So now he's 99% deeper than anybody's ever got into this one little feature of it that yeah. is like a minor detail that yeah. nobody cares about normally in crypto. Yeah. <laughs> it's because it, it, it's so big and there's so much and stuff. And you can't to... catch up. You can keep, like, we spent hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. It's kind of like referring back to the miners thing where you're trying to, uh, orphan the other chain so you dig down the concrete and you gotta go up but the miners are still going mm-hmm. you gotta catch up to them yeah no there's too much too much crypto stuff going the on the books you can't... are just stacking exactly you're, by the time you finish one book you're like sweet okay awesome and all of a sudden there's like 50 more stacked beside you yeah. that weren't there when you started yeah <laughs> so once you really get into it you become evangelical about it mm-hmm. you're excited you're you're spreading it around you're constantly talking about it and that's when you start getting a lot of people that are you know brushing you off oh it's a scam you're talking about this money thing mm-hmm. and i can make but i need to invest money into it like why do you want my money mm-hmm. uh, and this is com- complicated thing so they don't understand it yet or what it could pe- what it could potentially do mm-hmm. and that's you you've broken that surface so you understand that like there's a ton of applications this can be used for potentially the entire world could get into this and nobody's in it really right mm-hmm. now even today compared to the world at least for myself, I was at that stage and I just kind of got beat down a little bit because you just get rejected so much. Yeah, people aren't <laughs> interested. People aren't, nobody wants to talk about it because they don't understand it. And you're like, hey, I want to explain it to you. So they're like, yeah, yeah, one day. Yeah. Well, one day. I'll, I'll give you money for me to explain it to you. Yeah. And they still don't take you up on it. Yeah. It's like, okay, <laughs> I guess I've done everything I can. Yeah. So it seems like a lot of, especially people that have been in it for a long time, they, there's definitely exceptions to it, but they do not, they're not standing on the hilltops screaming about it as much 
as they used to mm-hmm. by any stretch. And there's some still that are definitely for it and they're pushing it and they want the adoption, but I find they're more the new people constantly. Yes, and that's because they're in that euphoric yeah, stage. Yeah, it's exciting. exciting. It's, oh my god, and... guys, pay attention to this. So, who the fuck is Dub Digital? Dub Digital is a, a YouTuber, uh, much more on the trading side of crypto. Mm-hmm. Quite entertaining. Oh yeah. Uh, so you can check him out on YouTube at Dub Digital. So YouTube.com slash Dub Digital. D U B Digital. Uh, he's also got Twitter. Uh, which is the same thing, except there's two U's in dub. So it's Doob Digital. <laughs> he streams Sunday at 9 a.m. Pacific and Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific. And what's his whole thing? Coffee and vodka? Coffee and vodka and sleeping on the couch. There you go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he is much more on the trading side, uh, but he's been in crypto for quite a number of years. He went through the 2017 crash, a believer in the four-year cycle. So you can go over to his channel and figure out what all of that means because that is also a whole other world and <laughs> of also, information he also touches on other cryptos and yes. checks them all out too he doesn't specifically yeah. focus in on just one he's actually one of the really good more hidden for now mm-hmm. streamers and influencers so there's another good video to watch and he goes into holy fuck <laughs> crypto <laughs> so basically what we've been talking about yeah so we'll insert the video yeah, man. Welcome. Welcome back. I accidentally went into a rabbit hole called cryptocurrency. Still have not come out. You won't come out. You know that. It, it's impossible, man. Once you make that money, once you make some serious crypto money, you, lo- you just look at your job and be like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> That's what I thought, man. I was like, I was like, wait, hold up. I just made how much money? What? And then I just think about like, how hard I bust my ass to make a fraction of that money. I'm like, what? Huh? And my mind was just like, and then like, I just couldn't look at my job the same, man. I couldn't. I just like, it's like, this is some bullshit, man. (laughs) Like for real, like it kind of ruined my professional life. (laughs) Cause I couldn't do it. I couldn't, I couldn't bust my ass like that. Knowing that it's like, I thought money was so hard to make. And crypto is so easy. That's why I just put all my attention on crypto. It's like it's life changing shit. It kind of messes your your brain up. It kind of messes your outlook up on regular life, man. See, that's a cross you got to bear. You you know, there's a second world out there, second world, and it's digital, and like people in there, they're like memes and they're funny and and they're making money though. And the world tells you you got to be so serious all the time. And the world tells you you gotta like button up that that you know tighten up that tie and talk like a robot and it's like crypto it's almost like the opposite and it's weird and it's random and I like it. So it's like a kind of a perfect example of what we're talking about, mm-hmm. and it especially flows into the the incentive structure of crypto and kind of like pyramid schemey ponzi style of it mm-hmm. where you get into it you can absolutely make money on it oh yeah even just from buying coins early holding it and get, as people join it your value goes up yeah it incentivizes everybody that 
joins it early to spread it. Mm-hmm. And, and it causes the ripple effect of the pyramid scheme. Oh my God. Exactly. And that, that's part of why the network effect of Bitcoin works, mm-hmm. uh, which a lot of cryptos are based off of. But what happens when everybody's in it? Then we rule the world. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's nobody else to come in and give more money and make more money. Yes. So once everybody's in it, we have a better world mm-hmm. because there's a ton of things that crypto enables. Like one of the, the little things that pops into my head is like taxes for governments. So a lot of people in crypto that don't like taxes whatsoever. Uh, that's one viewpoint. Libertarian side, you know, taxes are theft. Um, definitely truth to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but say taxes exist in the future. Yeah. You can determine what your taxes go to. That would be so nice. Yeah. With crypto, you could set it up like that very easily. So that your taxes go to healthcare or schools or whatever. Roads. Roads. The amount of money that's going to all those things could be public. So you can see where the money's going. What does have money, what doesn't have money. What's got more money than it needs, but maybe people want that mm-hmm. to be like that. And then for companies, what they spend their budget on. Oh, yeah, it's, it's super transparent. Yeah. It, because it's code, it can be designed to do what you want, mm-hmm. essentially. So if and you, if not yet... Give it a year. Yeah. If you can or a think, week. <laughs> if you can think it or dream it, it can probably be possible in some form. Mm-hmm. Uh, open, fully transparent elections. Yes. Voting systems that can't be faked or ballots stuffed into boxes. Mm-hmm. And there's a massive amount of use cases for it. Everything from that stuff to little games to currency on Mars mm-hmm. that interacts with the Earth. You know, that's solved if yeah. that if crypto's there. So Because it can go anywhere. Yeah. It's mind-blowing. And it's hard to... It, it's hard to look at life in the same point of view when you can just... You buy a coin and you have another coin and it's like, well, now I can do something with these two coins. So I put it in and now I'm making money off those coins that are making me more money. And it's a cycle of money. The, the economy these days is going downhill yeah. almost everywhere. So that's... Crypto is almost entering, or it's entered for a while, but it's it's only getting better for crypto's um, use case. Mm-hmm. That network effect, that pyramid, Ponzi style, whatever you want to call it, like it's it's helping it. Mm-hmm. Are we going to get to the point where everybody uses crypto? Every there's nobody left to onboard. You know, don't know the future. People's always being born. As long as we keep having kids, there'll <laughs> be people. We, as long as we keep having kids, <laughs> there's always people to onboard. Another point about that is once people have money, once it's almost like we're in another renaissance. Mm-hmm. Things are changing rapidly. There's lots of talk of like a new transfer of wealth happening or going to happen, whatever. I think it's already happening. Mm-hmm. People that are early into crypto and already now there's like billionaires that came from nothing because they were in crypto early. Yeah. They are going to hopefully be more forward looking people mm-hmm. and they are suddenly going to come into a lot of money. I'm not just talking recently. I'm talking the future. So, like, people are getting into crypto just today. If this keeps going and more people start getting on and countries start adopting it more... Another five years, ten years. Ten, twenty, thirty years. Like, people just getting into into it today are going to be very well off in the future, most likely. Even people who get into it in five years. Most likely, yeah. Yeah. So, these people are going to have time to do things mm-hmm. that they want. That's the thing, is if you have money, you don't have to worry about basic bills and surviving you can waste your time sitting on the computer playing games for sure yeah (laughs) but you can actually do things so we have another clip from dubs that kind of touches on 
some of the topics we've been talking about indirectly kind of mm-hmm. about how the incentive structure of crypto bitcoin whatever you want to label it as it's kind of a pyramid scheme mm-hmm. it's kind of a, a ponzi where the incentive structure is of the people already in it want other people to get into it and the only way that'll happen is if people actually believe in it and do things mm-hmm. so it's like word of mouth is probably like the best especially speaking from a bitcoin cash standpoint because we don't have a separate uh, corporation or DAO that is like running marketing. Mm-hmm. Word of mouth is king. Yeah. Um, even for the cryptos that have those central marketing teams or whatever, you need people to onboard to your system and believe in it. You need users that will spread the word, that will do things, that will build on top of it. And Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, has shown that it is very powerful what individual people can do. Mm-hmm. All it takes is one person to do a video, a podcast, write some articles, decide they want to try learning how to code and building some random app that ends up going viral. Cryptocurrency as a whole has proven that it takes one person to do something amazing. Exactly. You don't need permission to do it. Uh, You don't need special knowledge. Like all this is public knowledge. Mm -hmm. If you don't know how to code, you can go out and learn how to code. Yep. As long as you have internet access and you have... basic machine you have youtube uh it's it's all out there it's it's just waiting and there's books at the library if you don't and there's courses if you're that kind of person who needs a classroom and but that's just coding it's like if you want to make atms like there's all that type of stuff there's um hardware side of it there's the artistic side of it there's the artistic side you could make art for it you could uh start accepting crypto and pushing for crypto Mm -hmm. for your arts uh just making memes and stuff like that online yeah like, it's an actual thing that it's, if you can think of something that you want to do, it can probably incorporate somehow. Yeah. And it could cause a stir. Well, and that's even just that personal selling person. You want to sell something, except crypto. Even if you get only one person using crypto with you, that's just one more customer you've got. I know I've looked at a few stores to buy things. It's like, oh, you know, except crypto, but I, I want to buy a crypto thing. So I'm going to go somewhere else. Yeah. So following that a little bit, I think we'll flow into our second dubs clip. Okay. Nice, man. Good. I see you've been making videos. That's good, man. You guys know about crypto. I don't know why you're not online already. Like all of you. Why not? You don't think the space needs you or what? Ain't no one going to build anything. You'd be the change you want to see in the world. All you need to be online. You all should have a channel. We should all be watching each other's channels. You should all be sharing alpha. I'm serious. I'm serious. Oh, yeah, but this is, uh, it's, it's saturated. Da, da, da. No, man. 2017 influencers are getting re- showered in money now. That could be you next cycle. Why not? Meet people. Grow with the industry. Make contacts. Talk to people. Opportunities come and present themselves just by being out there and putting yourself out there. And we're back. Um, so one thing that comes to my mind after watching that one is um, because he's like you know watch people and talk to people and you can make connections and it's one of those things where it's the spaces aren't very big it's not worldwide it's not like you're trying to get in with Google and MasterCard and all that but at the same time it's like getting into Google early you know there's companies where you can talk to the CEO the people who are creating it the you know, and if you have 
whether you have knowledge and you can want to help or if you just want to be a part of the system or it's you can ask them questions directly you want to use their exchange you want to use their website whatever their game you can talk to them you if you have a personal question if you're having trouble you know you have ceos respond to people for ten dollars for exchanges and stuff and it's it's a small space and it's put yourself out there you can get connections all of a sudden you could be getting a job offer and moving to across the country to work at a different company mm -hmm. and yeah a lot of the stuff this stuff is being done through like discord groups and telegram groups mm -hmm. and it's just an active community all these random people and if you jump into it it's like yeah you're, you're sitting there chatting with the ceos and multi-billionaires potentially mm -hmm. that got in early or got in later and they were already billionaires yeah. and it's the it's a different world it's a different world yeah that's because it's still small yeah and if everybody's into it it wouldn't be like this there'd probably will be cliques forming mm -hmm. and stuff like that because from everything if you want to make a video going over how to do these things or you know starting out with it or you want to make artwork and sell it for crypto you know there's companies who are looking for everything from developers to artists to web people to you know somebody to just advertise for them mm -hmm. you know there's so many little positions and stuff that you could end up getting a whole different lifestyle just by taking a step and jumping in and and if you think that you can't do it because yours won't be good and other people will do so much better then look at doge <laughs> then look at dogecoin <laughs> no what i was gonna say was look at our podcast yeah <laughs> We're on a fold-out table right now, technically. With blankets all around. <laughs> With blankets all around, yeah. Just trying to get the echoes down. Yeah. But, like, I've, I've seen videos of people walking people through how to do farming on mm -hmm. for DeFi and how to make a token and all these random things. And the videos are garbage quality. Mm -hmm. But they have useful information. Yeah. And people, they don't care about the quality. I mean, you got to... Yeah, you got to have a nice. quality's nice. You have got to have a thick skin, yeah. you know. I mean, there's it's the internet. Mm. <laughs> but it's people want the information. Mm -hmm. They they if it's useful information, I those crap videos has got people talking and got that person subscribers or listeners or whatever um, donations. Yeah. Like people it is a very open friendly community. Mm -hmm. And if you're not in an open friendly part of it, just move on to one that is yeah and i think even to go back to you know even our little podcast we talk about this shit every day all day much to your uh <laughs> and so you kept pushing and pushing and you want to do a podcast and you want to record it and you know it's it can sound like shit and it'll be shitty and you know after five ten years of doing this you maybe know, it won't be so shitty yeah maybe we'll get you know some actual <laughs> probably not less clunky conversations going but no it's not gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> so to sum all of that up it is a different world come join us come join us there's nothing stopping you from doing it except yourself and we will see you next time sounds good